At the top of the show, I'd just like to be serious for a minute and congratulate Cody Goff, the host of Game Life Balance US, on his marriage. He just got married last Friday. Congratulations to Cody and... But Casey? Who's who's Casey? Yeah, what the hell? Wait, you didn't... He didn't marry Uncle Stabo? What? This is terrible! I did... Well, no, my world's been turned upside down, Rob. How could... I thought those crazy kids were going to get it together. Yeah, all I can say is, you know, the, the ship sailed, Cody, and, you know, he was a real catch. He was a real catch, But yeah. unfortunately, all that drug money, <laughs> that ain't going to come around easy next, you know, so... But, but at least we're still together, Rob. Yes, that's true. We'll always be together. Yes. Always. Unfortunately. Can I put my pants back on now? Please do. Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 44, the red light special of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm here to clean the pool, and I'm joined as always by a lonely housewife in skimpy negligee, Andrew AC Yoshimura. How are you, AC? Do you need any anything taken care of around the house? Yeah, mate, I need me pipes cleaned. I, 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 <laughs> look, I don't have any money, but I can certainly pay you. Uh, in titties. I got lots of titties, mate. I've got at least six of them. It's a very masculine voice for a lonely housewife. <laughs> Five are working. <laughs> okay, that's... You that's, need to clean out the six. I suppose I'll just block my ears and and proceed with the plan with tonight's tonight's festivities, AC. <laughs> because I've got... Let me tell you, I've got a whole lot of plans for you. Oh, yeah? And they mainly involve bad jokes. What about pants? Um, they involve pants or lack thereof? Uh, look, if you want to take your pants off... In They're fact, already you're off. You're already way ahead of me there. That's <laughs> a little worrying. Um, but I am wearing this skimpy negligee. You may as well... nighty. Keep it off. Take it all off, I say, because it's the Red Life Special of Game Life Balance Australia. We're going to get raunchy in this episode, I say. We're going we're gonna to be taking things down. Blah, blah, blah. Gonna, <laughs> I just... Uh, <laughs> just uh, wanted to see where you were going with that. I don't run like, out of words again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, often... Okay, often I don't mm. jump in and save you. Sometimes I do, but often yeah. I just let you stew in your own juices. Yeah. And yep. that's the funny part. Mm. So, well, we... juices will be stewed because it's the Red Life... <laughs> red Light Special. Event. Red Life Special. Red Life Special. It's the, it's the Red Life Balance episode. <laughs> God. We're already, like, way, way, way off the rails. Yeah. But that's fine, because... Being off the rails is what it takes if you want to talk about some sexy games. We're going blue today. Yeah. We're going red light blue. So basically, I uh, messaged Rob during the week. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I say during the week, I literally mean last night. When, when he means message, he means dick pics. <laughs> it's like a code. Yeah. It's like Morse code. That's right. I just... Beep beep boop boop. <laughs> oh my god. What's the long one? What's the long dash? Oh, wait, I already answered that question for myself. Oh, yes. In my imagination. Oh, my, yes. Oh, my. There's some testicles in there, too. Yep. But anyway, they're the dots. <laughs> That's. God. <laughs> right. All right. Yes, so I messaged Rob. Rob is usually a bit more conservative with, with stuff like this, it's yeah. fair to say. Yeah. So, not, not conservative in general in life, just, just when it comes to uh, talking about mm-hmm. pornographic yeah. uh, matters on the podcast. Yes. So, I said, I haven't got no idea what game we should play. So, I, I said, let's do a adult game. I think I said something like, um, 
red light Playboy special for 3DO, which I don't think is a thing, mm. as far as I know. We did we did experiment with some some fine 3DO products. We might get into that. We will get into in that in a little while. But mm. um, yeah, why why not shine a torch, AC, or indeed yep. a, a floodlight? Yep. on the world of sexy gaming. Oh, sexy! Baby. It doesn't get much sexier than uh, Pippi and Bippy. <laughs> So before we get to Pippi and Bibi, mm-hmm. I even have trouble saying Pippi and Bibi. Yeah. Um, we should say, we should tell the good folks at home about our experimentation with the 3DO. Yes. For those of you who don't know what the 3DO is, you are very lucky. You are fortunate <laughs> and you obviously didn't grow up in the early 90s. But we're going to rob you of that fortunateness by telling you what the 3DO is. The 3DO was a uh, very early CD-based console. Mm-hmm. Not the first. Yes. I think the first technically would have been the PC Engine add-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I could be wrong there. But basically... Uh, it was very expensive when it came out. It even had S-Video. You know, it had a whole lot of, um, you know, impressive accoutrements with it. Yeah. Uh, and it was basically early CD gaming. So, kind of think uh, the Mega the mega CD by Sega. Yes. But with uh, a more eclectic kind of uh, view to games. Yeah. So, one of the things they had was, uh, especially in Japan, they had more erotic games. Yes. Adult-centered games or eroge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... What I really wanted to do was one called Jankin Paradise, where you basically play Jankin, and if you win, the women take their clothes off. Mm-hmm. And this is sounds like a terrible, terrible game, uh-huh. and I could not find... Well, first of all, I couldn't find a copy of it. Right. Uh, legally or illegally. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Like, there was no ISO I could do or anything like that. We actually like to play the games. That's the one guarantee we will give you here. Yeah. At Game Life Balance Australia. We, we will play these terrible games. Even if it's only for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but we will play them. So I couldn't find that one. So uh-huh. I went, okay, uh, I googled adult games for 3DO. Mm-hmm. And I got something called The Coven. Mm-hmm. So we downloaded <clears throat> legally... <clears throat> Yes, the <laughs> the ISO for this game, uh-huh. um, and the problem with this mm-hmm. is that it's not actually a game. No, so we we sat down, we got our popcorn, we we cuddled up on the couch, ready to <laughs> ready to have fun with a, a fun interactive sexy time. Um, turns out um, it wasn't fun, it wasn't interactive, um, it wasn't particularly sexy either. It was none of that. It was basically yeah. a VCD, like a video CD. Yes. Like really poor quality, pixelated, early MPEG stuff. Mm-hmm. Of what looks like to be a cut together... It looks like it was actually cut from two different um, early 90s porn movies. Yeah. So one where a, a girl kicks out her boyfriend and a sexy girl moves in. Yeah. Uh, and then it's interspliced with this coven one where you got people riding on broomsticks and, you know, like with a fire background and <laughs> it's so hard they're at the beach and it's so terrible. And oh, we man. thought, okay, where's the story part? We've seen the intro now. Mm-hmm. Is there a choice? Is there yeah. going to be some kind of interactivity? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, we wasted a good, a good amount of time on this. Yeah. I, we watched from what we can tell from the menu. We watched probably like a third, a, a third or maybe approaching half of, of, of this game, quote unquote. So um, the, the reason we thought <laughs> it was a game yeah. and we weren't just watching porn. Like we, okay, we were, we, but we, it turns out we were just watching porn, <laughs> but we thought we weren't. It was terrible softcore porn. Like yeah. it, it was a bunch of titties. That's about it. Yeah, there was there was boobs. There, and boobs happened. Yeah, there were, there were breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just... 
Like, because we know that these things often have really long intro sequences. Yeah. So we were waiting for it to get to the interactive part, but yeah. it never happened. It never got there. It was the ultimate tease, effectively. Yeah, yeah. And look, the, you may be confused by Andrew's description of, of, of the events of this so-called game, but so am I, and I was there with him. It's, it's not... It's not uh, Coherent. It's not a coherent narrative. No. Um, it's, it really is literally like someone sat down in an editing booth and tried to make something out of a bunch of disparate, um, vaguely sexy um, scenes, basically. And it was so early 90s. Yeah. And the early 90s, I don't know if you remember, was a terrible time. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible time for looking sexy, being sexy, yeah. or being on film. It was definitely hard to look sexy, be sexy, or even have sex. Well, certainly for me, it was difficult. To- <laughs> that last one, I found... <laughs> Quite a difficult hill to surmount. That's a precocious ten-year-old. That's right. Very, very difficult. Yeah. Player. Well, in 1999, I wasn't ten years old anymore. Yes, that's right. Well, I was still... talking about the early 90s. Okay. Well, the early 90s is kind of yeah, because I think there is a a big difference between the early 90s and the late the late 90s. Yes, big difference. Early 90s is kind of like it's still the 80s a bit. But then they, they get, tried to establish the 90s and they took yeah, a wrong turn. Yeah, yeah. But then by the late 90s, you've got like you know everyone's got. Um, Big baggy pants. Baggy pants. Um, the goth kids have got their trench coats out. Everything's gritty and, uh, and grunge happened. Gr- yeah, grunge was a thing. So all mm. of that yes. basically adds up to the point where we wanted to play an adult game. Yes, we were like, damn it, well, because this is, this we isn't really a game. it was all of a sudden because it was the theme of our show. Yes, and we remembered <laughs> this really bad game that we played. I don't want to spoil the fact that it's a bad game. No, but it's called Pippi and Bibby. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, the premise of the game is you are two. Uh, people who want to blow up computers, a, a tradesman and a, um, a a seedy looking guy you'd you'd find down at the uh, Greyhound track, pretty much. And you can't jump, so it's a little bit like Gyromite, um, the NES classic uh, yes. that you play with Rob the Robot. There's no jumping. Mm-hmm. You have to get you you have a, a gun where you can shoot enemies and stun them for a brief period. Yeah, it's like an electric electricity gun almost mm. or something like that. It zaps them and they fall down. And if you keep zapping them, then they sort of fall through the floor. Uh, yeah. But the conceit of this game, uh, and its only major draw, mm. is that every time you finish a level, mm-hmm. you see a part of a lady. Yes. And they st- it starts, it starts, it goes from bottom to top. So you start with their feet. And then uh, you see torso. And then you see yeah. their boobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, they're all fully clothed at this point. Yes. So to start with... They've all got socks on and dresses and things. Nice, yeah. nice blouse, I see. And then when you finish three levels, mm-hmm. you, you see the um, breast bit. And then all of a sudden it cuts to like, a, like it looks like a, a tile with Jessica Rabbit on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. That dissipates. And then you have to press A quickly and then you move the joystick up and down and it's the girl without any clothes on. Yeah. You get to scroll up and down basically and kind of leer at this, at this lady. Um, you know, to be to be fair, she looks pretty happy about it. She doesn't look at like upset. Yeah, you're and up. you know, if in case you're wondering what you see, mm-hmm. um, it's a mosaic around um, the, the groinal parts. area, <laughs> vagina. Okay, there's it's it's very blurry mm-hmm. around the vagina, mm-hmm. and you can see her breasts and her happy happy face, and the drawings aren't that good. No, they're yeah, then. And so at the beginning of every <laughs> lot of stages, there's like a flashing silhouette. Mm. Uh, that looks like it could induce epilepsy in some people. So you get like the basic form and then you got to work towards that nudity. Yeah. And boy, do you work. Yeah. Because the game is not easy uh, and it's not good either. So you're 
struggling um, against um, the difficulty setting of the game, but you're also struggling against the controls. Um, like you know, there are worse games out there than this. Yeah, but it's not a good game. It it's, seems to yeah. me that they built a game mm-hmm. and realized it wasn't very good because nobody really wants to keep playing it. After you play, you get the idea and you go, "This isn't very much fun." Mm-hmm. The only way they could save it mm-hmm. was putting naked women in it. Yeah, yeah. And I can't find anything about this game. It doesn't have a Wikipedia page. All the fact pages are like, this game exists. Yeah. Aha. Hence how hence how like very speculative description of what the plot of this game is. We're really we really don't know. We're just trying to piece it together based on the visuals. Um clearly you're very interested in blowing up computers. Yeah. Uh clowns, cats. Old men who may be scientists or may just be old and have a scientist-y look about them yeah. um, are trying to stop you. Uh, and when you blow up the computers successfully, then you see a lady. So um, there That's are f- it. There, that is yeah, the game. And that, yeah. that was like, we, we couldn't play like, you know, something like Plumbers Don't Wear Ties or whatever, or, mm-hmm. you know, some other 3DO game that it didn't have access to technically. Yeah. So we played this. Pippi versus Pippi. Pippi and Bibi. It's Pippi and Bibi slash Whoopi. Yeah. And look, I think to be fair, there are lots of games that use this sort of formula of, um, you know, fairly mediocre gameplay and then you get rewarded with boobs. There's lots of them, um, lots of Mahjong games, lots of slot machine games, yeah, poker so games. The other uh, one is the Quicks game, Kicks, where yes. basically you uh, have to go around and like slowly dissect pieces of the screen, mm. like little tri- uh, rectangles. Yeah. And then when you trap like the little buzzy thing that hits you, you die. But if you get rid of that in a square, like the whole thing shatters and you see a picture behind it. Mm. Uh, usually it's not an interesting picture in the arcades in Japan. However, you got to see naked anime ladies, yeah. I suppose. Because why not? Because there's, so there's, there are lots of games out there like this that use this method of like, well, the game isn't good, but maybe we can get people to keep pumping uh, coins into the machine by yeah. giving them this this incentive of maybe you'll see a, a nipple. Um, and uh, this game is far from the worst in that genre. I mean, it, it, at the very least, they came up with um, an original idea for the game. They didn't just do do a mahjong again. Yeah, it's um, just it just doesn't seem to like. There's no <clears throat> conceit towards having a naked lady in there, except no. Pippi and Bimi are kind of on her shoulder or, or like they, hanging hanging out on the booby. They seem like this is this isn't saying much because <laughs> when you hear me say it, you'll you'll immediately find the flaw in this argument. They look like the kind of guys who might like looking at a naked lady. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much every male human on the planet. So I don't think that really... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really um, uh, explain much. But they do look a bit sus, AC. Like, you know, the main... They, they are very sus. My guy looks kind of like a deformed Mario. <laughs> and your guy looks kind of like um, like a one of the Marx Brothers, but like extra evil. <laughs> and the music is basically the James Gunn theme, but yeah. off-key. Yes. It's like it plays so softly in the background. You're going, is that is that music? Is that is that the Peter Gunn thing? I said James Gunn before. It's Peter Gunn. Peter Gunn. Peter Gunn theme? No. They changed it just enough to avoid getting sued. Yeah, but like nobody probably ever played this game. No. Like the fact that somebody actually managed to get the ROM for this is pretty bloody incredible. Yeah, it's funny because there there is very little out there about this game. So you know. For all we know, this may be the most information that's available on the net about about this game yeah. right now. So, whoopee. Um, yeah, whoopee indeed. So, Rob, would you play it? <laughs> would, would you recommend this to strangers on the street? 
In a scenario where you are trapped on a desert island, yep. you somehow have power to be able to play an arcade machine, but you don't have access to any other kind of pornography, and you are feeling a little bit, shall we say, frisky, Yes, uh, I still wouldn't play this game. <laughs> you'd, you'd probably root the arcade just, machine before you play the game. I would just build a woman out of coconuts or something. Build a woman out of coconuts? Yeah, look, it's not... It's, it's not sex. That's some real Gilligan's Island shit right there. I will say, in the, in the game's defense, apart from the fact that you can scroll up and down when you're looking at the lady, yep. it doesn't it doesn't feel very creepy. It feels kind of lighthearted and sort of yeah. You know, look, it's like the the women aren't they're not badly drawn, but they're yeah. not detailed in any way. It's basically like oh, her nipple is like yeah. two pink circles, yeah, one it, inside the other. It's kind of cheeky, like cheesecakey yeah. kind of stuff. Like you know, there's no like. You know, it's not it's not gratuitous. They're just posing. They're not. You yeah. know, they don't have their hands down their pants or anything. Yeah, like that, yeah, exactly. Know. So there's. It's not. It's not offensive. It's just like oh, oh boobs, lol. You know. It's yeah, like, yeah. I kind of want to play a better adult game. Mm. Like I just I want to get my hands on something that we can really sink our teeth into on the 3DO. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't want like. So I want an adult game, but I want one that's like. Of a certain age or whatever to be kind of funny, like yeah, yeah, exactly. A, like a, a proper like 2017 era gay might be a bit much for our little podcast. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The, yeah. The, yeah, playing it with you is probably not the best way to go about yeah. playing era gay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I wouldn't recommend this game either. Look, I mean, it's funny to think that this game exists. <laughs> yes, I mean, Pippi and Bibby is just a fun thing to say. It is. But yeah. that's about it. That's like that's <laughs> the, the best, best thing you can say about it. <laughs> and now uh, we talked about uh, Pippi and Bibi way too long. Yeah, we did. Game life. Let's do it. Pippi and Bibi. All right. Well, we've um, we've covered the um, very important stuff, AC. So let's get down to the the trivial, non important life things that. Um, yeah, there's surprisingly less uh, smut. Yeah. In, in the back half of Game Life Balance Australia this week. <laughs> the red light special, not so red after all. Yeah, I mean, I'm not about to come in here and talk about my sex life. No, it's just not going to happen. No, I don't have a sex life, so... <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought I'd make light of this. No, no, no. I was just, I was just thinking yeah. back to the beginning of the show when I was like, you know, it was like implying that we had some sort of... Really, and then I was like going, I have a sex life and you don't. And then mm. it's like, if we're together, then what does that tell you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not getting it from two places, I suppose. No. Like, that's... That's just as bad, really, isn't it? Yeah. I, I've, been a, I've been a very inattentive lover. Robert. No, you've I'm been... I'm sorry. You've, you've been holding out on me, AC, and it's, uh, I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> it's starting to... Oh, God. Pent just... up. <laughs> this, this is so... We're, we've certainly got a bit blue, this episode. Yeah. Um, basically, I've been pretty busy recently. Mm-hmm. What's I, been happening? Well, uh, May is doing this really cute thing at the moment, and it's also a... Not a good thing, but we kind of encourage it <laughs> because we shouldn't. She started to say no. Uh, all toddlers do this. Yep. Uh, all like, you know, they all say no, no. But the problem is mm. that when May says it, it's so cute. Yeah. She goes, <clears throat> no. <laughs> so when when you ask her for something and she wants to keep it, she goes, no. <laughs> Jodai, Jodai, please. No, and then she like brings it closer to her, like mm-hmm. she goes no, mm-hmm. and it's the cutest thing ever. So we kind of even, it's gotten to the point where like we're giving her positive reinforcement for saying no, which yeah. we shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so damn cute. It is so we're giving stuff. her things 
So she can keep it away from us by saying, no. <laughs> Just to hear that little voice. Just yeah. to hear that cute little voice and that cheeky smile. Yeah, yeah. It oh. is It is the start of, of a whole new phase. Um, it is. When they learn how to protest. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's an important life skill to be able to, like, decline something, you know. I've, I've uh, still got that, that kind of that, that mentality of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm bigger than you. I'm bigger up in the food chain. You know, yeah. I'm going to take this from you. Ha, yeah. ha, I'm your dad. I still very much feel that way with Ruby. Um, sometimes you need to. Sometimes you need mm. to just overrule their autonomy. Oh, like, yeah. Look, I get it. You're a human and you have and you have an independent existence and stuff. But um, I'm going to take that butcher's knife out of your hands right now. Yep. So <laughs> That's the thing. You, you know, they're not going to get everything they want. And no. people who do get everything they want, especially as kids, do not turn out to be very good people. No, there's, there's this... Um, there's this line you have to walk, right? Between, like, letting them have a certain degree of, of, of individuality and freedom and stuff. Um, but they're two years old. I mean, not even two. So, f- you know, what freedom means for um, a toddler is quite different to what freedom means for a 16-year-old. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, like, you, you, they, they, they still are little suicide machines. They're yeah. jumping all over couches. They're falling on, you know, holding onto chairs which fall on them and stuff, which yep. happened tonight. Yep, yep. Um, the other cute thing at the moment, which is kind of a cute thing I'm doing, mm-hmm. uh, is that I was... <laughs> you are very cute. I am very cute. Yeah. Because th- the other day I was playing that kind of silly game you do with toddlers mm-hmm. where you pretend to give them something and then you take it away from them. Yeah. But when I was doing this, I was imitating Krusty the Clown. Oh, uh, yeah. From yeah. Uh, that episode where Lisa becomes a beauty queen and um, like Krusty's giving her the scepter and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he goes, here you go. <laughs> Just kidding. Yep. And then he gets struck by lightning. That's right, yes. So, but yep. I've been doing this to her that I take it away and go... <laughs> and she loves that sound right. so much. Yeah, yeah. To the point where I try and give her something and she pushes it away and goes... <laughs> she tries to do the she laugh herself. She wants to hear the laugh. She wants yeah. to hear it. And she tries to imitate. She goes... Uh, <laughs> that's cute. Oh, man. You're going to make the first words out of your kid's mouth. It's going to be a practically clown laugh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That would explain a lot, actually, if those were the first words. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, in terms of games at the moment, I've been doing a bit of gaming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I have been playing uh, Metroid, Samus Returns. Oh, how's it going? Because you said that uh, you were really enjoying it last time. Yeah, I have been playing, look, a bit more. Not I've defeated about five Metroids, mm-hmm. which is not a lot because there's like forty overall, Whoa. and like there's a lot in every area, and then you got to kind of backtrack to this place and feed the DNA into the machine to unlock the next area, and then you clear that area and go to the next one, blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Yep. And there's still even backtracking in that, and you get new powers, special things. It is um, a lot of fun. Cool. But I really need to be careful because I get frustrated with. Where the fuck do you go games? Yeah, quite yeah. easily. Yeah. So I've only been playing kind of like half an hour, 45 minutes at, at a time. Mm-hmm. And this kind of drains my battery because mm. I kind of go, oh, I'm having a good time. But I'm just going to stop now. So I have something to come back to later on. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a very slow burn for okay. this game, I think. But I think I am playing it the right way for the, you know, for the way I play these games. Mm. Which is a good thing because Nintendo, let's face it, is probably not going to release another um, 2D Metroid game for, you know, another 10 years or something. Yeah. Because that's how they roll. Yeah. They, they give the fans what they want very, very occasionally. It's on a drip feed, yeah. And then they're like, okay, now it's back to all this 3D bullshit. But I love the game. Like, I'm familiar with the original Metroid 2, mm. uh, Return of Samus. Mm-hmm. And this... You know, a lot of the areas kind of seem familiar to me. 
whilst at the same time, I don't know, like, you know, it's definitely new, mm. but it does have that kind of, yeah, this is the second game over, but done better and, like, really fleshed out, like, really, really fleshed out. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. Cool. But yeah, just just taking it easy, you know, playing it very casual-like. I think that's smart. Like, you're aware of your psychology when it comes to games, and so you're adapting your playstyle to fit that. I, I think that's smart. I know. really need to, because yeah. I've gotten frustrated with Metroid before. I got really far in, um, in Super Metroid, mm-hmm. but I just got really frustrated with it, because there was so much backtracking, and I was, like, trying to play it. You know, all in like a Sunday afternoon or, you know, a lot of it in Sunday afternoon. I just, yeah. I just fell off the game because it just frustrated me too much. Sure. Yep. Uh, you know, and I, I never played it as a kid. So everyone goes, oh my God, that's the best game ever. I, you know, because these are people who had so much time as a kid and were able to play through it. I never played through it as a kid. Mm. Mm. So playing it now was quite difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um and I figured a lot of things out, but, you know, I had to backtrack a lot and I didn't know where all the hidden missiles were and I was forever running out and I just kind of went, oh, I was looking stuff up and, you know, I don't really like looking stuff up, but I had to. And then I just kind of dropped off a bit when I got frustrated about where to go next mm. because, you know, it's kind of, I, I don't have infinite time as an adult. Yeah. This is the problem, right? Yeah. Game life balance. I know. The games that we loved as kids, often are games that as an adult you find like look this like get it i get why this is good but i just can't play this this is just not it doesn't fit my lifestyle anymore um we just don't have the time yeah oh to be a child the patience yeah Yeah. uh i've also i made a video with a friend today Mm -hmm. elise uh she does a youtube channel called dark and shiny she likes the um and she does it with another friend gem gem wasn't there today but uh, I kind of, I guess, subbed in and uh, I can't really say too much about the video, but uh, look up Dark and Shiny on YouTube mm-hmm. and that video, which is anime related, will come out pretty soon. Cool. A Probably a plug there. For- a bit of a plug. Mm. Uh, I'm on it. It's a, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun because we don't do videos anymore, really. No. I do them occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. And- I would like, I thought of a few little ideas for videos from yeah. time to time. Um, don't don't test me on that. But I did have an idea the other day. I thought that would be a fun thing to do, and now I've forgotten what it was. Damn it! So, you should have written it down. Yeah, I would like to do more videos, but it's <clears> one <throat> of those things that we did regular videos for Bit Seizure, mm. our old YouTube channel, for years and years. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of work. Um, and we have children, and uh, it's and just complicated yeah. lives. Let's say so. It does take about half a day to, to you know really mm. flesh something out, film it. Yeah, you know, and, and you also need to sort of plan it as well. So yeah. there's that planning phase where you're sort of brainstorming ideas, writing scripts, coming up with you know like lists of things we need to get for that idea to work and things like that. So it is it is something that um yeah the less commitments you have the better essentially uh, for that sort of stuff. And, th- and making those videos is a lot of fun. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it does. It is a time sink, especially the editing. I I, I was always good at pre-production mm. and principal photography or just production, but the editing part always tripped me up because I just sitting in front of a computer and, you know, just slowly going, oh, I, I need to shave off a second or I need to resync this. Because a lot of our early videos, which we did, were all retro related, were yeah. often out of sync because of the way we had to record. Yeah. It was yeah. very tricky. So I had to like speed things up, slow things down, sync it up right. And it was very frustrating for me. And I think I kind of started hating it a bit, which was not. A good thing to do. I mean, to be fair, we were we we were playing on hard mode, if you like, by by doing it using like real hardware. Like we yeah. weren't like it's a it's a lot easier. 
I'm not casting any aspersions on those who do this, but it is a lot easier if you just um, have emulators. Yeah, and, and so you should. Yeah. It was just that we decided that we always wanted to play on original hardware, which mm. made it very difficult for us. But then you got to capture video re- from like an old yeah. CRT and stuff. Yeah, yeah, video out, and we basically jerry-rigged a, a device which was meant to uh, back up old VHS tapes. Yeah. We used that to record. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, thankfully the settings were pretty self-explanatory mm. and you could control frame rate, but damn, that thing was hard. Yeah, it was a lot of effort, but I think we, I mean, we, primarily you, learned a lot about, about video in the process. Like, yeah. just, you know... Uh, we deinterlaced things. We made it as good as we could possibly look at running off original hardware. Yeah. So I was quite proud of what we did, but it was a lot of work. Mm. Uh, other than that... I played a couple of Game Boy games, but what I really got back into mm-hmm. was Doom. Cool. I ain't playing, I'm not talking about 2016 Doom, which was awesome Doom. Mm-hmm. I'm talking OG Doom. The real I'm doing Doom. original Doom. Mm-hmm. I played through all of uh, episode one, nice. Indeed in the Dead, in yes. one night, and it was so much what, fun. What difficulty setting? Uh, it was just the regular one, Hurt, Hurt Me Plenty. Hurt Me Plenty, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, because I just felt like playing Doom. Yes. And then I just played through all of the first episode and I went, oh my god, I forgot how awesome awesome this is and then i started playing the next chapter and i got about halfway through i'd like to say um unfortunately for me doom in the second and third chapters does kind of become one of those where the fuck do i go games yeah you kind of kill people and then you kind of get lost and it's like i just want to kill being you know like these supernatural demon beings yeah Floating skulls and stuff like that. Yeah, you just want more of a like an arena battle thing rather than rather than like where's the blue key. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind that, but some yeah. sometimes it's really esoteric, and sometimes because of the graphics when mm. you're playing it on like a big stretched out monitor. Mm. It's not always that obvious because yeah. it's really pixelated and you think, oh, that blue thing in the background is a door I meant to go through. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because on an old VGA CRT monitor, it would have glowed a bit more. You know? yeah. It would have looked different from the rest of the pixelation. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's the reason I don't like Doom 2 as well because what they did with Doom 2, well, I mean, they added a few different enemies and, and weapons and things, but essentially what they did was um, double down on the crazy, confusing map designs and, and make that more challenging like yeah. the fighting the fighting in Doom 2 is pretty much the same as Doom 1 the, what makes it harder if you like is just that that whole where do I go where's the key um, and weird level designs that loop back on themselves and have teleporters and just yeah it, it got a bit too elaborate it got very um, but I, I still love all of Doom mm. I just you know it was so tempting at some stages to you know IDDQD or IDKFA yeah, I didn't Mm-hmm. I did not do that, cool. but there I'm were there were some points in there where I was going, oh man, I'm almost dead, I'm almost dead, oh, I'm dead. Mm. Because I wasn't trying to necessarily get through the fastest, but I was trying to get as many kills as possible. Yeah, I yeah. went back for enemies who were yeah. like trapped behind bars. <laughs> you can hear them, you're like... Yeah, it's like, I just gotta kill you, yeah. I gotta kill you. <laughs> I, you know, you're not trapped in here with, you know, like, I'm not trapped in here with you, you're trapped in here with me, that's, motherfuckers. That's the attitude, that's the doom attitude, right? Yeah. It's like, because those demons, like... They should be afraid of me, yeah. not the other way around. Definitely. And I think that's what's cool about 2016 Doom, is it really captures that. It's yeah. like... You know, I suppose in Doom 1, there was the sense of like, oh, there's these creepy demons out there. Uh, but as you play through the game, you realize, nah, nah, like, I have I have this arsenal of weapons. You are the demon to the demons, yeah, effectively. Definitely. And I think, yeah, that was one of the cool things at 2016 Doom, is it really kind of brings out this, this the, the fact that you are like a relentless killing machine. Um, 
And all of these demons are trying to, like, just stop you as much as they can. It's like, oh, no, don't hurt us, don't hurt us, don't hurt us. They're just going to work, basically. (laughs) You're dead. Yeah, they've got their briefcase. They're on the bus to, to, you know, their hell office or whatever. And (laughs) you just, like, tear the roof off their bus and just punch their eyeball through the back of their skull. (laughs) They're all like, oh, I got a clocking. Ching, ching. Yep. (laughs) Hey, guys out there. Oh, God. Water cooler conversations, etc. Dave, did anyone catch Survivor last night? Oh, God, this guy's pulling my legs off and now he's beating me to death with my own legs. <laughs> oh. It's like it's like those old Sam and uh, Wiley Coyote ones where they kind yep. of clock in and he tries to steal the sheep. <laughs> that's that's I, effectively what's going on. That's where I was going for. Yeah. Okay. So, what have you been up to, Rob? Oh man. Um, last two weeks have been crunch time for me with the um, astrology studies. Um, so I haven't really been doing too much gaming. Unfortunately, it's been super exhausting because I've been staying up very late. Pretty much every night for the last two weeks, I've gotten to bed pretty much after midnight every single night so i'm i'm very much running on fumes right now um i'm very much looking forward to to monday night which will be the first night i've had in in weeks uh where i don't have any any work to do after work if that makes sense so Mm. i'm very much i'm highly anticipating getting home cracking the beer or two sitting on the couch watching netflix playing games just just really vegging out so haven't had much of an opportunity um, to do much gaming. I have I have been um, dabbling with Zelda more, not as much as I would like. This is Zelda Breath of the, Breath of the Wild. Um, for those who didn't listen to last week's episode, um, AC has loaned me his very generous Switch. Yes, hmm? being the, the the big-hearted soul that he is. Um, uh, so I've been pushing forward a bit through that. The have you I... done any of the dungeons yet? The, no, the Divine Divine... Beasts? no, because I, I've, I've been distracted. I've, I've been trying... My, my idea was I'll get a heart container or two and then try one. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I went... I sort of jumped out into unknown territory um, and got my butt handed to me by a couple of, like, just general, like, sort of, you know, the enemies that just, you know, cruise around on the map. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, ooh, if that guy killed me in, like, two hits, I may not be ready for the Divine Beast quite yet so um but there's another part of my thinking that's like yo um you know super mario whatever is coming out soon super mario whatever yeah new new dank dingle dang city or whatever it is <laughs> um sorry I'm just, that's also the red light special for next week rob's um mario takes it blue my, my continuing campaign to like half-heartedly try to troll in mario's uh come here to do your plumbing if you know what i mean princess. i just i like nintendo stuff i just think it's funny to like troll nintendo fans yeah it's pretty funny because they're rabid insane monsters <laughs> anyway you guys are all right uh <laughs> no but i i'm enjoying i'm enjoying zelda um i'd like to have, have you I, got any new heart containers yet how many how many are you on i got four see what happened was i i the first um, set of four shrines that I did I, I got a, um, a heart container but then I clicked I went I spoke to this freaking statue that like stole my heart container and they, like mocked me for a bit and then told me like oh you can you can switch it out for you can you can it's this like statue that like trades stamina for hearts and stuff I don't know if you I never came, across, came across that one yeah so it's and it charged me like 20 rupees or 200 rupees or something for the for the privilege it's like this cursed statue thing um, uh, but after having gone through all that shit, you know, dealing with this 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 crappy statue, I was like, well, I may as well take advantage of this and put some points into stamina because at that point in the game, my my main challenge wasn't fighting; it was like just climbing this cliff is is annoying. Yeah, um, yeah. I died more often from that from falling off cliffs than I did from from fighting. I think the very so, first thing I ever did was charge stamina rather than fill a heart container. Mm-hmm. 
Just because I'm yeah. just that kind of guy. Yeah, so I went for hearts first, then I swapped it back into stamina. And then the next set of force runs that I got, I was like, right, I'll, I'll put it into hearts. Definitely so, hearts. So now I've got four hearts and like, you know... you know, plus, A wheel and a fifth of stamina. Yeah, so yeah. I think, you know, I'm kind of balancing it out, but... Uh, that game is freaking cool. It's so good. I did have my horse for a long time. Yeah. But then I eventually ditched my horse. I didn't shot that horse. Because there's, 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 there's always going to be a moment in this game I've realized where you can, you're, you're up high and you can just go, wow, I could glide over there and that's really far away and that would be fun to do. Um, and it's very difficult to like resist that temptation to be like, yeah. no, I'll just take my horse with me, man. Mm. I never um, had a horse that entire game. Yeah. I just, because the game showed me how to get horses, and I was like, well, I guess I'll get a horse, because the game sort of seems to be like urging me. Yeah, I, I kept skipping that. I was like, blah, 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 yeah. blah. I eat horses for breakfast. <laughs> I guess it also stems from the time I, I spent playing um, uh, Ocarina of Time, where getting the horse was fucking grueling. Like, literally, they really made you jump through hoops to get a yeah, in that game. Yeah, yeah. And, um,. So sorry, I just got distracted by the, <laughs> the Epona Epona thing. Oh god! Um, but anyway, yes, Epona for fuck's sake, that horse. Um, yeah, it's a lot of effort from my memory to to get a horse in Ocarina of Time. So I guess I've I've sort of I associate horses in Zelda games as some sort of like you know achievement or like a big deal. Oh, Epona! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I like to call number nine with black bean sauce. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> You're a terrible, <laughs> terrible person. Um, you know that had horse? Hyrule Peter is coming after you. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna get you. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, but it, it's been... Hyrule Peter. Yeah. Hy- I love that guy. It's just a guy. <laughs> hey, I'm Hyrule Peter. It's one of those guys that you meet on the road with a backpack full of junk, you know? Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Actually, it's it's funny because um, it's a weird Breath of the Wild anecdote. I needed some money to buy some armor. And yeah. I was like, I'll just sell all these ancient screws and shit. I don't need those. And then the game tells me like, oh, you know, if you give me three of those, we can like upgrade your... um. You know your uh, your abilities in the. Uh, oh yes. I was like, oh, those things apparently are rare and it's hard to find. So I spent some time trying to track down the guy that I sold them to, but he's one of those wandering. Merchants. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. probably won't see. Was it guy. Beetle? Like the guy? No, it the... wasn't Beetle. Oh, no. I love Beetle. It was one of those other them. random dudes. Is what he specializes in those parts. Oh yeah. So because I came across this, I used to sell those because they gave you the most money. Yeah. It wasn't until like much later on that I went, I kind of need those yep. for actual, you know, guardian defeating. It's like crap. Okay, I need to find this guy, but he's probably but long you, gone. You get them pretty consistently at the towards the end of the game when you actually figure out how I when feel- you're powerful enough to take down guardians. I found that yeah, there are a few like wrecked guardians around the place, yeah. and if you search those, you can find bits and pieces. Yeah, but. Um, um, yeah, it just made me laugh because because uh, I knew in the back of my mind I was like, these these probably have some really important purpose. Oh yes, um, but fuck it, I'm selling them because yeah. I want my shadow armor or whatever it is. And um, yeah, now I'm totally regretting that. But that's one of those games where like every item you collect is potentially useful, and so it's really hard to know what to sell. You know, like what do I? I, I ended up thinking, well, I'll sell like like you know like Bokoblin parts or whatever they yeah, are, yeah, yeah, because like they seem very prevalent and monsters come back every time there's a blood moon, so. I feel like the stuff you get from monsters is probably the stuff you can sell. Yeah, um, I mean, like you use those to mix potions and stuff like that, but you can always just buy potions. Yeah, or just go and farm out. Just yeah, find a bunch not? of Bokoblins and kill them. I think, um, yeah, the the Mountain Doom area where like you need potions just to stay alive because it's so hot. I think after a while you can actually get the upgraded armor. Mm. I went in there with a lot of money. I came out with no money, but I was actually, you know, pretty much fireproof after mm. that. I will say the game design is very good. The level design, the way that... See, initially, um, I had some trouble getting across over these mountains because I hit the cold zone 
and I even and even with using those cold resistance potions, at least the ones I could make at this point in the game, I, I still was taking damage. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's cheap. You know, just just make it hard for you to cross these. But then I realized that there are actual like valleys, and there are like parts of those mountain mm. ranges where if you find the right part, and they give you visual clues, like if there's grass on the ground, you know that that's probably not a cold yeah. area. So I found a pass. Like oh, a nice. Pass. Um, that felt really good, and it made me impressed with the game design because I thought that they were doing this sort of lazy thing that they do in like Far Cry where it's like well we don't want you to go here so we're just going to make a really sheer cliff and yeah, just fuck you you, you can go anywhere yeah. at this I mean it's, it's recommended that you don't go to a lot of places mm. but you can actually get up those mountain passes just by lighting a flat like a torch a torch can help as well yeah. yeah you know I mean I don't think that works in some of the really frigid places but mm. I think just you know in snowy areas you just light a torch and it keeps you warm mm. but you can't attack anything that's the conceit there yeah I think it's it's very clever and um the, uh, oh, it's such a good game. I, I haven't mm. thought about it much, and I. But now talking about it with you, it's like, going, oh, maybe I could give it another go. It's probably the best. Ex- it's the best exploratory experience I've had in the game for a very long time. And that's the thing. Uh, it can you can be a fighting experience. It can be exploratory. The too, yeah, yeah, I mean, the combat's good. Uh, it reminds me of Dark Souls a bit. Mm. The, the combat with that, not quite as hard as Dark Souls, but there is that there is that sort of sense of um. When you attack, you commit to the attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, there's no like, what's the what are they call it? You animation, can't pull out, yeah. animation priority or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the and, animation basically needs to complete itself. Yeah, like, you're committed. Yeah, and that's what Dark Souls does. But it is a bit like less. Um, it doesn't punish you as much when you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is that sort of sense. If you're using a heavy weapon, you got to be mindful of the fact that this this like giant club has a lot of wind up. But holy crap, it's fun to hit people with giant clubs. Oh my and yes. Knock them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I, I don't want to keep asunder. going on about it because I haven't played that much more of it, but I'm still enjoying that game. Cool. Who, who knew Zelda Breath of the Wild apparently quite good? All right. Well, as I, as Rob said, uh, I'm going to have to get the Switch back off him because yeah. uh, uh, Mario Super Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. is coming out next Friday. I'm really hoping I can get a copy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am really looking forward to playing this game so yeah. long as I can get a copy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, a lot of places who have got advanced copies are really excited about it. Uh, It's kind of, I don't know, uh, like it's the third in the line of uh, Mario 64, Mm -hmm. uh, Super Mario Sunshine, and now Super Mario Odyssey. Would you count Galaxy as part of those? No, it's not, apparently. Mm. Apparently, Galaxy 1 and 2 are its own thing, which is interesting. Mm. Um, I mean, like those... Third time's the charm is what I'm going to say here. Sure. Yep. Because Mario 64 was not a great game. It was just basically like a proof of concept that went on a little bit too far. And Tech demos. Yeah, yeah. They, they proved their point. Uh, and Super Mario Sunshine was basically custodial duties. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I know the guy's a plumber, but mm. community service, come on. Actually, I'm going to interrupt you because I keep forgetting this great joke I have for Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. Which is that... Um, it is the best game where you go around erecting mobile phone towers for your iPad that I've ever played. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Anyway, back to your... Yep. <laughs> back, back to me dissing Mario 64 because <laughs> people hate me for that. It's always... It's always I a, feed a, off your hate. It's a surefire winner for the masses. Yeah, yeah. But I'm really looking forward to this. From what I've seen, it looks like it's it's got a, a really fun gimmick to it. And mm. plus, it looks like they've nailed down, you know, that kind of... Uh, that particular form of 3D platforming. Mm. All right. And with that, I do believe there is a quiz. I do have a quiz for you. And it's a sexy quiz. Oh, baby. Pants are off. 
Okay, AC, it's the red light special of Game Life Balance Australia. Oh, so we are getting kinky right here at the end. So, of course, I've prepared a quiz all about crazy dentists. Uh, no, no, I, I joke. I, I, la- I Josh, I laugh. It is, in fact, a quiz about sexy gaming times. Oh, yeah. This is where we're going to prove that I either know a lot, and I've been playing <laughs> a lot of Eroge, or I know absolutely nothing, and don't actually technically know how to find Eroge or information on it. I will say, whatever... As the coven proves... Whatever it reveals about you, positive or negative, it will certainly reveal that I spent a lot of time researching this shit. And what does that tell you about old Rob? Um, maybe I didn't research. Maybe I already had it up here. Oh, AC. yeah. I just This is just me drawing on my wealth of knowledge. I'd like to think so. It's just a side of Rob that we didn't know about before. Yeah, that's right. I keep it on the DL, you know. Um, but this is not a um, true or false quiz. It's, it's just um, very... Um, what's the word? A whole bunch of different kinds of questions. Okay, yeah, okay. eclectic, sure. Uh, all unified by this common theme of there might be a bit of naughtiness going on. Waka chica, waka chica. All right, hit me, baby. All right, ten questions. Let's go. Question number one. What is the name of the first official Leisure Suit Larry game? Leisure Suit Larry... Uh, got my rocks off? <laughs> That may as well. I'm, is that actually the name of one of the games? Because it may as well be. It may as well be. No, the the name of the game, the first Leisure Suit Larry, uh, is Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards. Oh, that's good. Yep, a lot of alliteration in that. There that is. Name. I knew. I, yeah. I mean, you know, if your game is called Leisure Suit Larry, it has to be alliterative. Yeah. So apparently, there was an earlier Leisure Suit Larry game. Well, there was a proto Leisure Suit Larry where a guy who looks a bit like um, Larry Laffer. Um, is that actually his name? I Lapa? think so. Yes, I think so. Um, yeah, basically, it's kind of like Jumpman became Mario. You know, like there was this dude who became Leisure Suit Larry. You know, so um, not the first Leisure Suit Larry game, but the first official one. La- la- land, Land of the Lounge Lizards. There we go. I like it. I can't speak properly. It's all this sexiness, AC. It's making my tongue get tired. From this <laughs> yes, I'm on, I'm on heat, AC. I'm, oh, I'm in, God, I'm don't in tell me that. All right. Uh, question number two, AC. <laughs> oh, dear. This is going to come back to haunt Yeah, oh, yeah. We're going to get our rocks off here. Question number two. Name the PC engine, and I'm going to mispronounce this, but mm-hmm. Kuso Gay? Like, stupid game? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Kuso, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, name the PC engine game known for its over-the-top homoerotic art style. Oh, God. That could be any of them. Deeply homoerotic art style. Deeply homoerotic? Oh, mm. man. I, I'm only, I only just know that I'm normally homoerotic. Homo, homoerotic. Homoerotica is a different thing. <laughs> a, a bit tongue-tied. I'm getting tongue-tied, too. It's a whole different... Uh, you know, I don't know this one. Uh, it, the name is... The game is called Cho Aniki. Cho Aniki. Or, I... like, Super Big Brother or something like that? Something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Aniki. Yeah, I mean... I can't remember the exact... The yeah, exact it's kind of like a formal version of Big Brother. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, that's interesting. I had no idea that even existed. You should look it up. It is basically... Is, is, it, a, is it a CD game? It is... No, it is... Um, is this a Hue card, is it? it yeah, I, th- I believe so. I believe it's a Hue card. Wow. Okay. It is a, um, a side-scrolling shooter where you play as a um, half-naked man wearing, like, Speedos. And there's a whole lot of half-naked men in Speedos just throughout the game in general. Um, it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very much trying to be funny. Um, you know, I don't have yeah. that game, but I think I have a flashcard that could possibly have that game on it. Yeah. it's it, there. What I understand is that um, in Japanese culture, like, muscly men are considered really funny and probably gay. Like, that that's... Okay, yeah. That there's, like, if you work out a lot 
and, you know, have like a sexy oiled chest with big muscles, people kind of go <laughs> like, you know, there's a sort Not of like a quite, but I, a, I know where the, what I, I know where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a certain sort of like snickering, like these guys are gay kind of thing. So that game is, is pretty much laughing at gay people, but in, in a nice way, maybe. Oh, oh goody. Know. All right. Um, next question. Number three, name the two main characters. In the god-awful 3DO game, Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. Hang on. Which... The two main characters? Yes. Oh, um... No. <laughs> the just, names... <laughs> you're refusing to play anymore. No, uh... I'll just... I'll just take a guess. Mm-hmm. Um... Roxy? <laughs> she looks like a Roxy. Uh... And I'm gonna say Kevin. No. The names are John and Jane. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Mine are better. They Mine are the, better. The least imaginative names they have come up John with. John and Jane. Which makes sense for that. It should have been Dick. That game. Dick and Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better game. Uh, question number four, AC. Okay. Yep. Name the sport. I'm using the term sport loosely. Okay. That forms the primary excuse for the Dead or Alive series. Creepy sport. Volleyball. Series. Yep. Uh, can you give me the full title of the sport? Beach volleyball. Thank you, thank you. Because volleyball, let's be clear, is a very serious sport. <laughs> serious stuff, important. The ball can't hit the ground. Played in teams, in, in not on a beach. Well, beach volleyball, um, you don't even need a ball. You just need yeah. to jump up and down a lot. I mean, yeah, look at this. <laughs> they're prob- they're, they're, my struggle with that sport is that there's probably a great deal of conflict between the people who are doing it and what yeah. they get out of it and what the people who watch it get out of it. There's probably that those those dots may not join very easily. Uh, question number five, AC. Okay. Name the trivia style adult video game for the PlayStation Two that was the subject of a lawsuit for including sexual images of what turned out to be an underage girl. Ugh. Mm, disgusting. Um, yeah. They didn't apparently. They didn't know at the time. Uh, Commander Keen Five. <laughs> yep. Sure. <laughs> Uh, no, no idea. I'm sorry. I just don't know this one. The game was called The Guy Game. The Guy Game. Released in 2004. Um, a model um, in the game um, later revealed that she was 17. Oh. Uh, well, did it actually show nudity in the game? There was a lawsuit. Uh, yes, there was. Yes. I oh, believe yeah. she was topless. So what happened was they had to... They placed a restraining order on the game um, until they you know, took out all the versions. Like They basically couldn't sell versions of the game that yeah. had her in it. Um, so, in yeah. other words, basically what happened is now the original game has gone, you know, for crazy amounts of money on <laughs> eBay because perverts. Me thinks you know the internet too well, AC. Yeah, no, yeah. I know exactly how collectors, especially PlayStation <clears throat> collectors are. Yeah, so that that was it's a weird thing that game exists. It is basically a a very bad um, game show type game where you get rewarded with, um, with boobies. Okay. Uh, question number six. Yep. Name the developer. Of the infamous Atari 2600 games, such as Beat'em and Eat'em and Custer's Revenge. Oh, the actual developer. Yeah, who name? made those games? What's um, the name of the developer? Come get me. <laughs> you kick yourself when I read this out. Yep. Mystique. It was Mystique. Um, no, I'm not kicking myself. I like my name better. Sure, but I mean, yeah, we've, uh, we've okay. watched a lot of Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, question number seven. In the Galgun games, yes, the plot begins yep. with the protagonist being shot. What is the protagonist being shot by? Uh, a love arrow by a Cupid Angel. That is correct. Yes, that is correct. I 
Rob, mm-hmm. it's time for a confession. Mm-hmm. I actually own one of the Galgun games. Nice. Is it the uh, PSP? No, sorry, the, uh, the Vita the one? It's the PSP the... Vita one, yeah. yeah I yeah. just... It was actually... I thought that it's actually going to be a... Um, a featured game mm. at one stage. Mm-hmm. It's basically just an on-rails shooter. Yeah. Look, I've I've seen video of people playing that game. It's, yeah. It actually seems pretty like again, kind of cheesecakey. Like it it's has, very cheesecakey. Yeah. I don't I, think it's that. It's that not deeply offensive. No. It's, yeah. No, I just don't feel right about like touching high school girls even digitally. Yes. Having said, I said that it's cheesecakey. It's not highly offensive. They are still high school yeah, girls. That's the problem there. Like that's yeah. the like if it was a bunch of like office ladies yeah. running to you, I would feel a bit better about it because that's just Japan. But this is also like really Japan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is that like it is cheesecakey though. That, yeah, for Japan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it could go in way worse places than. Oh it, yes, you know you, you could have tentacles. Yes, for for example, for example. Okay. Yep. Great. Three more questions left. Question number eight. What is the key game mechanic of the bizarre Japanese arcade game Bunga Bunga? What uh, What do you do in Bunga Bunga? Do you play the bongos? No. What you do is what is known, and I'm going to massacre this as well. Yep. It's what's known in Japan as Kancho. It's sticking your fingers yes. up an unsuspecting victim's butthole. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I do know what that is. Yeah, so this is a game where um you... you, you <laughs> Can you explain Kancho to people at home? Kancho is where you go up to someone, an unsuspecting victim, and you put... It's almost like, you know, when you're pretending to shoot a gun? Yeah. Like, you like with your little... fingers, pew, pew. You yeah. put those two index fingers together and go, whoop. And, <laughs> and then you hilarity shout, like, ensues. You and shout Kancho or something like that. And Look, yeah. <laughs> this happened to me. Because I was a teacher in Japan, and this is what kids do. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was hilarious until I dragged them in front of the principal. Oh, man. Because I had no idea what it was. And they said, this is actually quite common, but you really shouldn't be doing this to a teacher. Especially, like, a foreigner who doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's It's just like, like, well, let's have fun with the foreigner. It's like, oh, God, this guy can basically pick me up and drag me to the principal going, this guy, this little... This 11-year-old stick his fingers up my ass. What the... So they made a game out of this, uh, a video, an arcade game. Which yes, is, I and, bet they did. And it's basically the 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 key sort of like attraction of this game is that when you give people the con- when you when you can't show people, yeah, their face just goes r- like bright red, bright red. Like, that, like their their eyes bug out and their mouth opens really basically, wide. Basically, this is the Burger King game, yeah. like where you surprise people with burgers. Yes, yeah. It's actually like it's not really erotic. It's just like a funny thing. No, no, it's not erotic but at all. Trust involves, me. Because it involves buttholes, um, it ended up on the Wikipedia's list of um, of um, adult games. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So from the west, from the western perspective, this is adult. From the Japanese perspective, it's just it's a, the most juvenile thing. It's you just can like do. a practical joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I'd throw that in there because it's just a funny thing. Yeah. Okay. Question number nine. In the deeply disturbing Atari 2600 game Philly Flasher, <sighs> what is the player attempting to catch in his mouth? Uh, uh, I'm going to say breast milk. Yes, but breast milk from... A witch. <laughs> yes. A gnarly old... And not a sexy The Coven witch, but <laughs> a nasty Halloween witch with the... There's not a lot of difference if you've seen The Coven. <laughs> it's like... It's like the the you know the wicked witch of the west you know yeah it's 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 it just makes you wonder doesn't it AC it not really no it makes me think that I'm glad I'm in the 2000s and not the 80s 
Just was the eighties full of people who were like, you know what turns me on? Nasty old freaking weird hook nosed. Have you seen witches. people in the eighties? That's pretty yeah. much what they all looked like. Yeah. Yes. All right. Last question. That's what, that's what women looked like in the eighties. Oh god, we're going into hell. <laughs> question number ten. Question number ten. In a handbasket. Uh huh. This is this is what seals the deal for me. This okay. is what Saint Peter will refer to at my <laughs> at my hearing. Um, question number ten. Name one of the very few adult NES games that were available in the USA during the NES's heyday. Oh. Can you name one of the... As far as I'm aware, there were three. There may have been more. Okay. Um, Red Hot Poker. There was one that does have poker in it. Uh, but it was a different name. Strip Poker. Close. Close. Uh, I'll give you half a point. If you want, or you can give one more go. One more guess. One more guess. Okay, one more guess. Um, I know there is a poker one. Yeah, um, that, that much I will confirm. If you can get the other half, of it's the name. unlicensed. I know that it's an unlicensed game. Yeah. Uh, look, I got nothing. I got to yeah, say, it's definitely no Nintendo seal of approval on these. No. Uh, the poker one is called Peekaboo Poker. Okay, no. Uh, there also was a game called Bubble Bath Babes. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. And yeah. there's another one called Hot Slots, which that's just gross. Um, <laughs> all made by Hacker International Games, a Japanese company, um, but distributed in the US by a Taiwanese company mm-hmm. called Panesian. Yeah, the Panesian games are quite infamous in the fact that they're very, very... They, I mean, like, nobody bought them at the time, mm. so they're very difficult to get your hands on now. Yeah, I heard... For unlicensed like, games, they go for... Thousands. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and basically, even people with full sets very rarely own these unlicensed games. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in comparing, compiling this quiz, what I realised was that, well, I realised two things. Um, one, you're is a pervert. That, yeah. One, yeah. This, I'm clearly a pervert, and now Google knows that. Uh, but two, <laughs> if I didn't already, uh, two is that uh, um, erotic games. Um, for the vast majority of the history, uh, were very bad, and 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 this and from what I understand, they're still not that great. These they're not either. particularly erotic, though, are they? No, I think the the, the you're either going to have to sacrifice the game part to make it good erotica, or you have to sacrifice the erotica to make it a good game, or you can just make a nasty old witch with big floppy titties dropping milk on people. <laughs> like, sorry, I just can't. Philly Flasher, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> what the hell were they thinking? Rob's lost it. He's finally lost it. I just don't. I just don't see anything about that that is sexy in the least. It is. It is. It is like a nightmare for me. That that scenario in okay. that game. So basically, at the end of that, I got three, Rob got seven. Rob is the ultimate pervert. I bow down <laughs> before you, sir. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So I, that is... That dubious... Uh, dubious it's a dubious honour. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so that ends the show pretty much. I mm-hmm. would like to just uh, plug one other thing. Mm-hmm. Rob and I are going to be helping Game Life Balance US mm-hmm. do Extra Life. So yeah. we've uh, we've been registered for the Extra Life charity event that's mm-hmm. going on in America. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it is the 4th of November in America, but it's the 5th of November for us. So we'll be on about 10am, 11am our time yeah. on the Sunday 5th of November. It's kind of a cheat code Eastern for us summertime. because we all take on... We'll, we'll pick up where they leave off. Yeah. Which means they get to have a good night's sleep, and so do we. 
So everyone wins. So we're not really doing it like, I mean, in theory, the way you're supposed to do it is play games 24 hours. And we then, can't do and that. And then die. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we can't do that because we have children and such. Yeah. Um, another reminder that gaming culture is very much probably not for us anymore. But we're going to do it. We're going to jump on board the bandwagon. Yep. Um, I don't know what we're going to be playing, but... Um, i got a couple ideas. Yeah. Uh, Bro Force is definitely up there. Um, mm-hmm. Some more uh, erotic games. <laughs> <laughs> All erotic. For the children. We're doing it for the kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Doing it for the kitties, Rob. <laughs> Just keep the kitties in mind. But wait, no, wait, wait a minute. Oh, oh so basically, uh, bubble, I, bubble? I think <gasps> bubble bubble. We could do bubble bubble. Oh my god, this might be the chance. So I, I've kind of set up some stuff at my house, but we might be able to do it at your house. I'm not sure where we're going to do it yet. Uh, mm. Which is also the running time for our next episode, which will be a stream of nonsense, which will be good because after that we probably won't want to actually talk about games no. after that yeah after doing like a three or four hour stream or however long it's going to take us i think we'll be done uh so that'll be good so look forward to that so um yep uh, i think our goal is a thousand us dollars and it is to help the kitties I uh, if there's a way we can don't i'm not going to promise this but there may be a way for us to capture that video and then put it up somewhere but we won't make any promises but it would be nice it would be nice yeah, yeah. We, we will certainly work towards that goal at uh you know because you don't get to Before see us on video much these days. No, no, no. I'm, uh, you know, I've got things set up here. So if we need to do it here, we can do it. Um, we might. You probably know a lot more about this stuff than I do. Mm, yeah. yeah. I know how to stream from a PC very easily. Okay. But well, that's move, that's yeah. probably what we're going to be doing. Mm. I think for the most part. When you move away from the PC, though, I start to get scared. Yeah. Um, just I get general, scared too. I get ju- just in, in life. If I'm not near a PC, I get I start to worry. <laughs> All right, so catch us on uh, on Extra Life. We'll I'll be tweeting about it before it happens. And uh, yeah, follow the Game Life Balance. US guys because mm-hmm. uh, you know it's all for a good cause absolutely and uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Game Life Balance Australia the Australian of the the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going there but it wasn't towards Game Life Balance Australia Australasian edition yeah I mean you know we are the southern hemispherical edition of the Game Life Balance that's podcast that's right that's right um, yeah look we have videos up on the site. You mm-hmm. can go see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at ProdTelly. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy our show, rate us highly on YouTube. Uh, sorry, on iTunes, YouTube. You rate can us rate highly us on there. YouTube as well, if you want. <laughs> if you want, just go. Just go to TripAdvisor and give us a five star review. Um, Look, watching the Coven <laughs> was very traumatic for me. Yeah. That's why I'm messing up my words. Yeah. That and I've been drinking since about two p.m. today. Think about those like early '90s haircuts. It just it just makes you. Uh, oh my god, the early '90s were terrible. They really were. They were so terrible. I'm starting to come, I'm starting to realize just how bad the '90s were. I see. You know, the, the late late '90s. I can kind of say, you know, we can look back fondly on that. The mid '90s, meh. The early '90s, though, God. I will th- the what one th- thinking. I think the reason I like the '90s so much is because one of the few things that was really good in the '90s and not good elsewhere was um, hip hop music. Yeah. Um, but that's probably the only thing <laughs> that I can think of. Um, and because I listen to a lot of hip hop, like I think, yeah, '90s were good, but it's probably just that one particular niche thing that the rest of of the '90s maybe not maybe not so hot. Um, I see. I, yeah. I '90s television I liked. I love Sliders. Mm-hmm. I loved Highlander the series. Yeah. Despite its incredible 90s-ness was early edition 90s as well? early edition was very 90s mm. I even was re- reminded the other day about a show called The Sentinel which was basically about a police officer who had animal-like instincts and could hear things and smell things awesome. really well that's awesome and it was just, it was just like a concept 
Because 90s TV shows were basically a concept the that concept they had driven. to build on for yeah. like 26 episodes. They had an idea, and then they were like, right, here's a million dollars, do something with it. And yeah. then people were like, wait, I haven't thought about how to use this idea. <laughs> I haven't got past stage one And yet. so many of them were on CBS as well, for yeah. whatever reason. I don't understand that. 90s, also the home of our beloved, most favourite, um, our, our beloved... Um, <laughs> what? I can't even finish this sentence. Sequest DSV! Oh, God. Alright, I'm going to end the podcast with Sequest fucking DSV. The dolphin talked, AC. The dolphin talked.